As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. When you climb over that mountain, you will taste that achievement and you will feel really good about yourself. So just keep going. But focus on the very next step. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm with today's guest, Perry Zhang. Perry is joining us from Seattle, Washington. He is the founder and CEO of Cashflow Portal, a real estate syndication software and investor portal founded in April of 2020. Perry is a GP on 830 units and an LP on over 2,000 units. Perry, thank you so much for joining us. And how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here. Thanks for being here, Perry. Hey, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. So my name is Perry Zhang, founder and CEO of Cashflow Portal. I am located in Seattle. I started my career as a software engineer at Amazon Twitter, then became an engineering manager at Lyft. While working, I started syndicating, and right now I have 850 units as GP. And during that process, I noticed how painful it is to send DocuSigns, send wire instructions, and wrangle investors. So I started a software company. And now, two years later, we graduated from Y Combinator, one of the incubators in Silicon Valley, and we are off to the races. Perry, when you were in tech in Silicon Valley, were a lot of people syndicating or were you an outlier? Good question. I am an outlier and I know I am an outlier because when I go to these mentorship groups and conferences, I have yet been able to find a single software engineer or staff software engineer or senior software engineer from Google or Amazon or Facebook. I have not run into a single person like that. And I know these are my friends who I got dinner and lunch all the time, and they don't go to these conferences. So I think that syndication community is a very close-knit community. It's an awesome community, but at the end, it's a small bubble compared to the real world. Why are you an outlier? Is it they're just working too many hours, they have no interest in it, or they're making plenty of money and don't care about being financially independent any sooner than they're going to be anyway? Good question. 
And that might explain why I want to get into it. I have this very competitive edge, where in the tech world, I know I'm not the best engineer. I'm a good engineer, but I don't think I'm like the top one percent or zero point one percent. And I always make the claim that within technology, I'm one of the best in real estate. And then when I go to real estate, I say I'm one of the best in technology. And that stems from my need to be achievement oriented. So, to your question, why are my peers not that invested in real estate or doing real estate syndications? That being said, their profiles are—they are educated, they're smart, they're highly intelligent, they're very busy, they're experts in their craft. They have gone through many years of schooling. They're critical thinkers. They're not exposed to it because. They are the equivalent of baseball, little league, or major league players, where they start off their career getting paid a lot right off college. Then they peak in their early thirties. Then they start seeing the writing on the wall that they are competing against these fresh grads right off college. That they can see by the time they are in their forties or fifties, they may not be able to compete. On the engineering level, unless they become a manager, that's when they start feeling that pain. But by then, they have a family; they cannot travel. By then, they also have enough savings because they made it in tech. So right now, they are always in this capital preservation mode, and they are looking, as far as I know, for something that's accessible, that's something that's transparent and trustworthy online. So it's a combination of being busy. And they don't need the alternative. Yeah, that's a great insight. How many syndications did you do before you realized what a cantankerous process? I can make this better. <laughs> the first deal we use pen and paper. By that I mean DocuSigns. That we raised four point three million. I raised three point five out of that four point three, and we sent seventy DocuSigns to our investors. They sign it. They send it back. I countersign. I put. Their investment in a spreadsheet. If they need to change their address, I go back to my spreadsheet and change it. This is back in 2019, and at that time there were only a couple investor portals out there. 2020, we did a 408 unit, and we used a very established syndication software. 2021, I used my own software for the race, and people who use both software said that mine is. Just as good, if not better, actually much better. And they didn't know that I owned the company; they just used it as an investor portal. So on the very first deal, I realized how painful it is. I think that at that time, my fear of going into this industry is that it's crowded. People have done it. I don't know how big syndication will become, and that's how I tied this. I use my insight. That these mentorship groups and conferences are a small bubble compared to the world as an impetus to alleviate that fear. Yeah, that's incredible. And when you started developing the cash flow portal, was it just to make your life easier, or did you know you were going to market the software? <laughs> I only wanted to make my life easier.、Yeah. I started as a moonlighting while being an engineer manager. The only goal I had was to make a family lifestyle business out of it. I got permission to work on the product. I hired a small team of five engineers. I could code, but I decided that I will continue to work on my W two job, and I did that for a year and a half. 
And the only goal is to ship a good product. And we didn't do any marketing. We didn't do any sales. We just continue to iterate on the product. We show it to our beta users. And I was lucky because I know a lot of syndicators. We would let them try it out for free. And then a year and a half later, we launch to the public. Harry, I'm going to push you. Have you found really good property management software or are you in the process of making your own too? Great question. So Cashflow Portal, Cashflow is the brand. Portal is the feature. We will have Cashflow Underwriting, Cashflow KPIs. And two or three years from now, we will have Cashflow Management that compete with the property management software out there. Now, why is that useful? That's useful because I'm a syndicator. Right now, I go to the property management software, download the KPIs, and then put it into a spreadsheet, or I have the on-site manager do it. It would be so nice if the KPIs are automatically filled out from the property management software. Then at the end of the month, it automatically populates the charts. So by the time I get to my investor monthly update, the charts are there. I add a paragraph at the beginning, I add a paragraph at the end, and I hit send. That's the future that we are imagining. I know because I'm a syndicator, so I know that pain point. It might take us a couple of years to get there. So from a selfish standpoint, I'm going to tell you, I invest in non-residential assets. So multifamily, warehouse, industrial, office. Would you also incorporate things like triple net leases, cam charges? And would you incorporate that software so people like us can use it as well? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I'll be a beta tester. Cool. Sounds good. Awesome. Hey, so here's a question. You have to have spent a tremendous amount of time developing the software. Does that take away from your business as a syndicator? Great question. This might sound bad, but I actually don't care too much about my real estate syndication business. We have amazing results, like 30% annualized return plus. And Because of that track record, we can raise money quite easily. So when I started the software, some interpretation is use the software as a facade to help you raise more money. That's not true. In fact, it's the other way around. It was pretty easy for me to raise money. And because my network is all Silicon Valley luminaries who are directors, They trust me. It's basically my management chain plus a bunch of coworkers I used to work with. I want to bring that kind of network to the syndication world. So that's point number one is I have success raising money on my own. Point number two is software is judged differently from the personal syndications. I did the math. If the software company does well personally, it's a lot higher financial reward than syndicating one deal at a time. And software is infinitely scalable. That's number two. Sorry, for real estate people out there, that means it's higher than a 2X multiple. (laughs) Yes. It's an exponential multiple. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. talking about 200, 300. Yeah. Yeah. And then number three is I have more product founder fit with the software than with syndications. Syndications have always been a hobby for me. I do one deal a year, just how big the deal is, or maybe one deal every nine months. So far, it's been one deal a year. So startup is 
also a lot more challenging, fun, and intellectually stimulating for me personally. Not to say that I also learned a lot from personal syndications. So right now, I spend 95 to 97% of my time on my startup and 3% of my time on syndication. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Once a syndication is up and running, you've got a team that manages it. There's nothing you can do every day to make things better. Whereas your software, it's more than 24 hours in a day is what you could put into it. I want to come back to something that you said. You said it was very easy for you to raise money. I think you're downplaying what you did because granted, your colleagues were high net worth individuals, but that also means they're probably getting pitched left and right on different alternative investments, right? So how did you penetrate that? Because the friendship and the colleagues only go so far when you're raising money, you still have to educate to them and prove to them why they should put their money in with you. So what challenges did you face in doing that? We just graduated from YC and YC gave me a very good lesson, which I think helps with this question. They say, if you have less than 1 million potential customers, you do sales instead of marketing. So what I did on my first deal is I almost did no marketing at all. I don't even have the MailChimp set up on my first deal. I had the deal. I wrote this pitch deck, slide deck. We had a webinar. And I was manually emailing people because I was doing more sales. At the end of the day, you only need 20 to 30 investors. You only need enough people to be on your first deal. Your second or third deal and your fourth deal is not going to be based on how much marketing you do. It's going to be based on how you did on that very first deal. So focus on that very first deal. The first deal was difficult. It took us about a month and a half to two months to raise all the money. The second deal, we raised it in 48 hours. The third deal, it was oversubscribed before we had the webinar. So that gives you that trajectory. So then for the listeners, how do you do your first deal? The first deal, it took us a year to get that deal under contract. And during that one year, I was going out to dinners with folks. And I said, I just joined this mentorship group. And it's been a while since we can get anything under contract. It's very expensive. 2019, it was already very expensive. And These friends told me that if you have a deal, let us know because we are interested. They know that at that point, I have five single family houses in the Bay Area at Seattle. So I'm passionate about real estate. They also know that I even live with housemates. I could live anywhere, but I still have roommates because I was very into personal finance and financial freedom. So they know One comment was, if Perry is willing to live with five housemates, he is going to make whatever deal he's going to get work. And then finally, I was a good employee. So at Live, I won the Employee of the Fortnite Award. I was a good engineer. I was promoted to staff, which is one of the highest levels, and became an engineer manager. So they know I can execute and I have integrity. I don't have to recreate myself, my identity to serve those people. They just know I am competent, I hope, and that I have high integrity. So that was just enough to get to that first milestone, which is closing on my first deal. And then I don't worry about the next deal. All I care is doing a good job on the first deal. We'll get back to the show. The first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? 
Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years, and he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at passiveinvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. Passiveinvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. So it sounds like it's your character and your work ethic that did all of the marketing for you on the first deal. And you mentioned YC a couple of times. Can you let our best ever listeners know the significance of Y Combinator? And what a competitive program that is. Yeah. For the listeners, Y Combinator is a Silicon Valley accelerator program for startups. The acceptance rate is about 2%. Once you get into the program, on average, about 2 or 4% of those companies go on to become billion-dollar companies. So the odds are still stacked against us. The companies that graduate from YC and go on to become successful include household names that you may recognize, such as DoorDash, Airbnb, Stripe, Coinbase, and so on and so forth. So it's an honor. I did not expect that we will get into YC. Now that we graduate from it, it was also a humbling experience. I joke to my parents that while in YC, if you judge the companies based on traction, based on founder impressiveness, based on market size, and based on their diligence and their work ethic, I'm probably in the bottom 25 percentile across all four categories. I don't even know why I'm there, but it was exactly where I needed to be. And I learned a lot. That is incredible. Such a feat to achieve just getting into that, let alone coming out of it. Did you end up raising capital for Cashflow Portal? Yeah, we raised $5 million. We raised four before we got into YC. Now we've graduated from YC. We had a very small run to just keep the momentum, but we didn't need the money. And yeah, we raised an extra million after we graduated from YC. And that one, we actually had to turn down half of the money. So yeah, we are doing well. To give listener kind of like the company growing 50% month over month, with 300 syndicators now and 3,000 investors engaging on the platform. So that's kind of the size. Perry, is that software only for experienced syndicators 
or somebody doing their first deal? It's definitely for someone doing their first deal. We are a investor portal. Now you may have heard of investor portals out there. Our biggest differentiator is we are also a marketplace. We are a marketplace that allows the passive investors to go on here and check out the sponsors, see their track record, and be able to connect with them. Then the syndicator and the investor both get an email. Then they can schedule a call. Once a call is finished, and maybe a couple calls later, the syndicator can say, "I have a substantive relationship with this investor," and then from that point on, that investor will see all of the syndicator's deals. That is incredible. So essentially, a match dot com for real estate syndicators and investors. Yeah, with a investor portal that we spend two years building. So we can do the logistic, the actual investing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. You're an LP in over two thousand units. Mm-hmm. Why do you invest in other people's deals? That number has gone to three thousand now. I invest in other people's deals because on the passive portion, it's the same return as my passive portion on my own deals. That's the first reason. It's an intrinsically good industry that gives you twelve to fifteen percent. IRR on average, sometimes it's thirty percent IRR, and that's compared to the eight percent from S and P. That's fifty percent better, right? So that's one. It's intrinsically a good thing. Number two is me investing in other people's deals allows me to see how they communicate and allows me to see if we want to partner with them in the future for our own deals. What they say before you invest usually is one personality, and then after they you invest, their way of communication, their responsiveness tells a lot about. And I know I'm not gonna lose money, quote unquote, not gonna work, right?、Uh, I might, but it's for relationship building. It's to see how they perform on a month to month basis. How timely are their investor updates? How do they respond to random questions? How they try or try not to cover all the things they do, they don't do well. How transparent they are, and those are the things that we look for when we want to partner with them for co-sponsorship or lead sponsorship. Essentially, a lot of market research. Yeah, yeah, you're in the trenches, seeing how deals are getting done and how other people are conducting themselves. That's incredible, Perry. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? I like this mantra of. Doing something, just do something, right? Don't worry about what will come two years from now, but what you should be doing right now. So, for people who don't have a deal, are working on their first deal. It's going from zero to one is the hardest thing you will ever do. It took us nine months to get our first deal. So, congrats on signing up for this journey. On my first deal, I went to Texas once a month. And that's another reason why people in tech don't do real estate syndication. They are very smart. They're too smart to the point that they don't feel like they need to put in the work. Whereas for me, I don't think I'm that smart. So I like grind my way into some success. So I was going to Dallas from Seattle every month. That's a lot of plane tickets, a lot of times on the plane. This is four or five years ago. I was sleeping on the mattress. Of my real estate business partner in the living room because I didn't know any better. I thought that was fun. I 
don't think it was hard work. It was just like, we just got to get that one deal. So it, there's a lot of achievement and perseverance between zero to one. But when you climb over that mountain, you will taste that achievement and you will feel really good about yourself. So just keep going, but focus on the very next step. So if you are looking at your first deal, your only thing that matters is make an LOI. Don't even worry about get a website. Even though I'm selling a software, don't worry about getting a software, getting a website. Make an LOI. And if I talk to someone between time A to time B, they still have not made an LOI. I kind of know that this is probably not going to go anywhere. I will elaborate on that point. And this is also some life advice I get. Even if I don't know the baseline, I can judge someone's probability of success based on velocity. Because if you are moving in a high speed, regardless of the baseline, you're going to achieve immeasurable success above all your wildest expectations. And how I measure velocity is I will talk to a person in time snapshot A, and then I'll talk to them maybe three months later in another conference, time snapshot B. And if the advice in time snapshot A was to make LOIs and time snapshot B, they made two LOIs. I almost will bet $10,000 that this person is going to get a deal in a year. And they did. But if three months later, they have the same questions, either need to get out of that mindset or you need to start moving faster. So I don't need to know what's your baseline as long as you're moving fast enough. And that's how all great companies get built. That's how all great personal achievements get built as well. Such great advice. Best ever listeners, rewind that and listen to that a couple of times. Such great advice. What's been your biggest challenge with Cashflow Portal? That's a great question. <laughs> if you asked me about a year ago, that we are an investor portal wanting to be a marketplace. People will laugh at me and say, this will absolutely not work. And these are like credible syndicators and reputable industry leaders. They say, if syndicators don't want their investors to be poached. And whatever customers you have, once you become a marketplace, those customers will vanish. And I heard you. I even agree with that statement that syndicators don't want their investors to be poached. On the other hand, if you climb over that mountain and you see the end result is every LP has a trustworthy, transparent platform to make educated investment decisions in real estate. It's not easy. You could argue that on the way to that mountain, our company dies along the way because we never made it that far. Right, But if you made it that far, it's important enough of a vision that I think we don't mind the possibility of dying along the way for the chance to achieve that vision. So it was not easy to make an investor portal to be also a marketplace. A year later, everyone loves marketplace. So we will continue to be contrarian uh, and right with the belief that LPs at the end of the day will shape the syndicator's behavior and we will do whatever is right for the LPs. I love that vision. Joe Fairless shares that as well. On his website, he is 
bragging about other syndicators. He's trying to promote other syndicators, not just himself and his deals. He wants to bring other people up as well. And look where he's at now, right? $2 billion of assets under management. So that philosophy and that mindset absolutely works. Bring everybody else up. And I love how you said syndicators are going to shape the marketplace. They're the ones voting with their dollars. So again, incredible mindset. Perry, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, go for it. All right, Perry, what's the best ever book you recently read? There is a book called How to Get Rich by Felice Dennis. It's not a self-help book. It's actually by a successful entrepreneur that goes into the agonies of entrepreneurship and being successful. I really like that book. It's a startup book. And Perry, what's the best ever way you like to give back? I donate. I love to give back with my time as well. For example, I have these informal mentorships with folks who want to buy a house, their very first house, and we'll get dinner. And I was just so proud when they got their first house. And I'm also proud that I did not tell them, hey, you should invest in syndication because I do know that you have to buy a primary residence to taste what it feels like to be a landlord, to appreciate investing in syndications. Yeah. And Perry, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? The best way is go to cashflowportal.com slash bio, B-I-O slash Perry Zane. That is my real estate syndication multifamily bio. You can click connect with me and we will both receive an email and you can schedule a call right there. there. Perry, amazing. Thank you for being so gracious with your time, telling us your story. You work for some of the top companies in the world. You exited tech and you got into real estate tech, the cash flow portal. We're all going to check it out. I'm excited for what's to come with it when you guys start getting into property management as well. So thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. Best ever listeners, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Share the podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Also, follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day.